The views and opinions expressed on the 10-8 podcast are those of the authors and guests individually. They do not necessarily reflect an official policy or position. The 10-8 podcast is for entertainment purposes only and is not affiliated with any entity, agency, or department. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to episode 25 of the 10-8 podcast. My guests today are Dave and Ben from the Hey My Man podcast. If you've never listened to the Hey My Man podcast before, uh, I really hope our conversation today prompts you to do so. The thing I love about their show is this. Now, it's produced by active police officers. These guys have more time on the job than I do and most of the people that I associate with. Dave is pretty much at the end of his career, the closing scenes, I would like to say. And Ben is about midway through. But if you listen to their show and I didn't tell you what they did for a living, you'd have no idea. They, they focus on being themselves, being away from the job. It's relatable. Um, it doesn't matter if you have time on the job, if you've never been a cop. It doesn't matter if you are a cop. It doesn't matter if you don't even work anywhere near public safety or public service. Okay? They bring up things that we all can relate to, being a parent, a spouse, having problems with people in your neighborhood, uh, having problems with people in your life, coworkers, local food. It's really just everything that is the human experience. It brings us all together. It's relatable. We like that. I think a problem we all have, and by we I mean the law enforcement community, is that we become the job and the job becomes us. And I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of that as well. I mean, here I am, I make a police podcast and run a police meme page. I mean, I'm talking about the job around the clock. And listening to Dave and Ben and associating with them, it real it made me realize that I need to kind of switch things up a little bit. I think that's why I created the Jersey Boys podcast. So that way, the four of us can talk like people, not just as cops. Obviously, our two first episodes have a lot to do with cops. But as we grow, it's going to be more towards us as people than cops. I'm not changing the 10-8 podcast. We're going to still talk about police things. We're going to talk about um, or talk to police leaders and police uh, figures. But, you know, we have to be conscious and we have to be active in to not be overwhelmed by what we do on the clock. So, Dave, tell us about yourself. Who are you? Well, I'm a... An executive assistant at a major pet products company. Dave, I don't want you to tell us what you do. I want you to tell us who you are. Oh, all right. Um, 
I'm a pretty good guy. I um, I like playing tennis on occasion. Um, also, not your hobbies, Dave. Just simple. Tell us who you are. Now, these guys are professional talkers or quasi-professional talkers. They do their own podcasts after all. Um, so I'm not going to take time to address who you are. Like, you know, losing your sense of self. I've done that before. I've done that ad nauseum. So I'm not going to talk about it right now. I'm going to let the interview uh, speak for itself. It did run longer than usual. So for the next hour and a half, just take it all in. Take it all in. Um, And also at the end of the interview, I do say, you know, that's the end of the episode or something like that. Well, I was just being stupid. It's not. I have closing remarks. So please just listen all the way through like usual. And I'll appreciate it. Anyway, enough of me talking. Sit back. Check it out. Here comes my interview with Dave and Ben from the Hey My Man podcast. Here we go. What's the score? So I respond to this domestic, and it's just a normal like ten sixteen domestic, right? And but but the woman says there's a guy he's creeping around my my back door in these like this apartment complex, and they have uh you know first floor second floor. Well, the back like uh, like a many apartment complexes, the back door is a sliding glass door, and this woman calls in and says, "Hey man, there's this guy trying to get in." trying to get in my, my sliding glass door. He tried a couple of my windows. He tried a couple of my doors. You never know, right, if these are legit or not. So I, I, go, out, I go outside. I uh, pull my pistol, and I'm just kind of, you know, what do you say, like slicing the pie, right? I'm just going around this building. I'm like, where's this dude at? Like, what's up? Is he still here? And this dude is kind of just doing this weird hunched over thing. And behind, <laughs> he's like hunched over behind the, uh, behind the rear of the apartment. So I say, hey, man, like show me your hands, show me your hands, whatever. He, he's coming toward me, but he's not quite showing me hand, uh, his hands. And as you guys know, this is problematic, right? So he's yeah, doing yeah. that, and I'm, and I'm going, hey, man, show me your hands. He's not, he's not hiding them, but he's not also offering them. They're sort of in the middle, and still, it's problematic. I don't love this. So I say, come come walk toward me, walk toward me. I walk him over, and he's holding this um, brown paper bag like by his like belt area. Which is, again, like where you watch hands by the belt, right? So he's got his, he's got his hands there. And I'm going, hey, dude, drop that bag. Whatever's in it, drop it. And he's going, nah, man, nah, man. He just keeps saying, nah. So it's getting like, you know, it's getting weird. I'm going, hey, dude, yeah, yeah. drop that bag. Drop that bag. This is going to get, we're about to make the news, homie. Drop that fucking bag. <laughs> and, and he's like, nah, nah, nah. So I grab him, you know, I grab him so he's got like both of his uh, arms. And, and and I put his arms like on the on the front bar, like on the hood. And he's still kind of holding out of this bag now just with his right hand because I've spread him out and everything. And I'm going, what are you doing, man? I'm patting him down. I'm so, he's, he's not forthcoming with any info. Every answer is just kind of like a doesn't quite make sense. So I'm like, hey, man. I go, uh, what do you, what's in this bag? What's in this, hey, don't reach for it, but what's in this bag? Because I throw it at the hood, on the hood at this point uh, of my car, by the way. And I throw the bag on the hood of my car. And I'm like, what's in this bag? Why are you being so weird about this bag? And he's like, nah, man, nah, man. It's, nah, dude, it's, it's cool. It's cool. I'm like, it's not cool. What's in the bag? What are you doing here? And I'm asking these questions. 
And he starts going, nah, man, it's boo-boo, dog, it's boo-boo. And I'm like, uh, yeah, uh, is that your name? Or what are you doing here, right? And so I'm like, I'm still like patting him down more, like checking his waistline and everything. And he's going, nah, man, it's cool, dude. Scott. Again, it's not cool. Nah, it's boo-boo, man, it's boo-boo. And finally I go, what, dude, like once I pat him down, I'm, I'm calm now. And I go, what are you talking about? He's like, it's boo-boo in the bag, man. It's boo-boo. And where, dude, where I'm from? I'm not saying like where I'm from. I'm saying like I'm from like uh, where uh, uh, Fresh Prince's extended family grew up, but <laughs> right. like never referred to it as boo boo, right? So he's like, "It's boo boo in the bag." He opens up and shows me this dude took a shit in this bag. Is what he did, <laughs> and I was like, "What?" He had gone to his ex- how conscientious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was a, a biodegradable bag, and he was like, "It's for the earth, man." No, but he 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 uh. He had gone to his ex-girlfriends and he wanted to get into, I don't know, talk to her or whatever. whatever what he wanted to do. But he waited so long and she wasn't there that he eventually had to go boo-boo in a bag. Which, <laughs> had he, like the normal poor stock white trash I grew up, had he just said, hey, I shit in that bag, right away. Right away I would have been like, right away I would have been like, yeah, I would have been like, oh. Um, yeah. You, um, are you are you done dropping your deuce in that bag or whatever? Are you done with the paint job? Cause I don't want anything to do with that bag. And he's like, he's like, oh, it's boo-boo in that bag. And I go, Oh dude. So it took me a solid two, two and a half minutes to realize boo-boo meant shit. And after that, I told a bunch of my partners and they were like, yeah, dude, he went boo-boo in a bag. You know, I was like, no, you I do don't know. Everybody that heard this story was like, bro was shit in that bag. Either that. I thought it was some of the, what's that taco place you go to? I was like, dude, this guy's no, got right. a bag. Of, he's got a bag of tacos and he's just not wanting to put it down. And I don't fault him for it, to be honest. With you. <laughs> I mean, like he got to shoot me, bro. It is what it is. Let's just, in fact, taste my tacos. Cause they're a bit cold. They're so good. <laughs> they're so good. They're so up. good. I shit on them. So you wouldn't have them. You, you know what? It's funny <laughs> I because I, I have a, I have a, a story about, uh, a time when I had my head on my ass when I had just, this is back in probably Oh two or Oh three. I had just gotten a police dog and I was a bar fight broke out and this guy bailed out of his car. He had come out of the bar, got into a car and then we pulled up, he bailed out of the car, ran over some railroad tracks. And it was my first, one of my first deployments for a bite scenario. So we come over the railroad tracks and we're in an apartment complex and I'm running and there's a guy, one of the guys on my department who's running next to me. He's, he's actually at the time he was in really good shape and you know, he's running along and he's like, cut the dog loose. I'm like, bro, you got to slow down because if I cut the dog loose, he's just going to nuke, you know, the first thing he sees. Mm. Uh, so I cut, he, and we're all excited. We're like, here it goes. You know? So we, we cut the dog loose and the dog's doing this trot you know, like a beautiful horse and he's looking up at me and I'm like, no, I'm like, fooey, fooey. I'm giving him the command to bite. And the dog's just looking at me with his tongue out. And, my, and this, we see the bad guy and the, the guy that's on my department's looking at me. He's like, dude, what's going on? He's like, Give, tell the dog to bite. And I'm yelling at the top of my lungs. I'm flanking my dog. I'm like giving him the bite command. And this guy just goes, forget it, bro. And he runs ahead and he takes the bad guy into custody. And then I catch up, I, you know, I, I leash up my dog. I catch my dog or I grab my dog. I, I, this guy's just disappointed in me. I'm disappointed. I'm humiliated. You know, my pride is on the line. I drag that dog back to the car. I'm screaming at him. I throw him back in the car. I'm like, Oh, you worthless piece of shit. So I, at that time of the night, man, it'd be like one in the morning. I called the vendor, uh, the guy who actually, I, tra- I trained my dog. Uh, cause we'd become friends through training. So I had a cell phone number. I called him up and I was like, Oh, you sold me a garbage dog. This whole, you know, the, 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 the refund. And he's like, dude, hold up, hold up. 
tell me what the scenario is. And I was like, oh, we bailed out over these railroad tracks. Man, there was an open field. It was just us and this bad guy. In fact, one of our guys, I told him to slow down and give my dog an opportunity to just nail this guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, well, it was a parking lot. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, it's like one in the morning, right? And I go, yeah. And he goes, so it's filled with cars, right? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, dude, your dog's like two feet off the ground. He can't see over cars. You can see over the car barely, uh, but your dog can't. So you're giving your dog this bite command and the dog's looking at you like, yeah, who, who, who do you want me to bite? And you're yelling <laughs> right. at the dog and flanking your dog like, who do you want me to bite? So uh, lesson learned, but I would tell you there's like five or six more times within that first year of having the dog where uh, I completely blamed everything on the dog and I realized that I was just a complete idiot. But so, uh, so all you had to do, and he filled my car guy. with uh, what did you call that again? What was in the bag? Boo boo. Yeah, uh, he was so angry and worked up after this. He also filled my car with boo boo. So okay, but <laughs> so if you're a bad guy. Then now just run through parking lots because cars confuse these. I mean, it depends. It might, by the do- by the time my dog had come over, the he never saw the guy. So by the time we make flat land, we can see the guy. He never even saw him once. You know what I mean? Because I bailed out of the car with him and his head's down running over the railroad tracks. And before you know it, he's on level ground. He never even saw the bad guy. All right. But now, I, I'm, now I'm taking offense. I thought their nose was good. Right. That's what he's I not was tra- thinking. He, he's not tracking at this point. You're he, like, he, hey, he, the he, dog he, can't see him. Well, guess what? We didn't get the dog because of his guy. Well, here's the thing. If the guy, <laughs> if the guy, if the guy bedded down and then I put him on a leash and we were tracking, it's well, a whole, it's a, you know, yeah, well, you have a, you're doing a whole different thing. <laughs> so, so, okay. I guess, dude. So the moment the leash comes off, he's not using his nose anymore. Well, he yeah. will use his nose at a certain point if he knows what he's supposed to be looking for. But he came over the tracks completely confused as to what we were doing. I actually thought you know, we were out for a jog. You know what you need, dude? You need a, a handler that's not just a canine handler, but he also has got a hawk. So that, <laughs> like, that's, you mean a you mean a falcon? Yeah, a falcon. Yeah. That's yeah, even better. Falconer. Uh, I, Eric, that would Eric do now. If you're on a shoestring budget, so you follow <laughs> that dog in open field. As soon as he goes around another motor vehicle, get, <laughs> hey, get that get that uh, parrot De- and get him out there. <laughs> you remember, deploy you remember the parakeet. That, you remember that movie, <laughs> The Beastmaster? Yeah. If you ever saw, it. remember that that guy? He had that owl that basically was like it, like went ahead of him and told him everything that was going on. Yes. That, okay. That's. Yeah, that's what they need. We need somebody needs a falcon. I can't believe no one's done that yet, dude. Think about how cool canine handlers look right even other cops they go like oh, that's pretty fucking cool he's got a dog right now think about how cool they look to the public now add on top of that russian nesting doll how cool do falconers look okay well i can right. i can tell you this uh <laughs> many many times uh festivals or wherever you're at no matter where you're at you know how like when you're stopped and you're you're yelling at a person on the side of the road during a traffic stop or some you know people sitting on the curb and then somebody comes up completely oblivious and is like uh-huh. hey do you know how to get to uh and you're like dude, dude <laughs> I'm, I'm a little busy at the moment it, i've had the same scenario with my dog out of the car getting ready to search or get ready to you know go on a track or whatever and people come up and they're like oh i have a german shepherd oh mm-hmm. what's his name yeah. and it's like <laughs> what uh, it's but with a falcon i don't think you have those problems I no. just do not think you have those products. You got that cool arm glove. <laughs> that guy that pulls up. <laughs> hey, dude, I have. Um, Does five eleven make a falconer's gloves. glove? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> After this episode, they're going to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're sitting on a gold mine. They're so dumb, <laughs> right? Well, you know, now that police departments are defunding canine units and they're getting rid of apprehension dogs, mm-hmm. it's the time for the falcon. Well, dude, I, I, dude, I feel it like is time for the falcon. 
2021 is going to be the year of the Falcon. <laughs> a homing Falcon. It can also deliver messages to other people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not only that, it cuts down on your email. Um, you know, mm-hmm. they don't have that's to right. Pay, but if they did, it's like, look, you got carrier pigeons. Mm-hmm. They got to be cheaper than dogs, bro. I don't know, dude. How I don't many, know where, where do you store it? Dude, how many Falcons are like, oh. In a cage. Of course. I don't know. I've never even actually seen a Falcon. I don't even know if they're real. Dude, they wear those super dope <laughs> things that go over their eyeballs. Yeah. Like, so, they yeah. so you well, put. Oh, dude. Dude, 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 dude. That's just so they don't get distracted. You put the thin blue line thing over both of the Falcon <laughs> eyeballs. No, I mean, you know what you do. Come on, dude. Are you, you know, like, serious right now? You know, and then when they get older, you know, like Larry David's dad has those glasses, like the thick black <laughs> yeah. frame glasses, like your Falcon Heavy. He's like an 80-year-old Jew. <laughs> you give him the 80-year-old Jew glasses? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be beautiful. That'd be great. That'd be great. But still, dude, how many Falcons are like, oh, his hip's gone bad. He's no good for us anymore. Dude, they, only, <laughs> nah. they need half a wing. <laughs> and they still got it. Of you course. just did a, a hard four minutes on falconry. <laughs> that was my falcon bit. I can do. I can squeeze a few more minutes out of it. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's a good, uh, good, good material a, on the. Falcon. You know what? On our show, we would refer to that as a benovation. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Part benovation, part davivation. Right. That was like a, a mix. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate to give him credit, but that was usually what happens is you come up with an idea and then I just perfect it. So it's like, you know. Yeah, yeah. You always punch up my bear. I'll go, hey, like, there's a a necessity here. And I'll start fleshing it out. And then you put a finer point on it. That's mm-hmm. why we're a good team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was listening to one of your older episodes um, from last year talking about masks. And Dave was like, you know what they need to do? They need to, like, personalize these masks and, and get Disney involved. And guess what they did? Boom. What, what, I think, Ben, did you – I don't know if it was you or me said they should make a mask of that guy mask from the movie Mask. Oh, I definitely didn't say that. <laughs> now that's a mask, son. Yeah, yeah. No, what I, what I said was that it's like I think about a year ago, just when they started coming out, maybe a couple months into the whole pandemic thing, I started going like, dude, like you get used to it and then you start noticing – you find people attractive even with a mask. At first, it's like, this looks silly. You got a mask on. And then you start going like, she's got beautiful eyes. Like, you didn't right. notice that, right? And I go, this is how, I don't want to be insensitive, but perhaps in different countries, this is how they see women. And they go like, that's a keeper. And you go, how do you know? And it's like, dude, they just know. They, they're able to hone in. The eyes have it. The eyes Yeah. Have it. The eyes are the window. Yeah, mm-hmm. they are the window. <laughs> <laughs> It definitely, uh, I think the past year has really made me appreciate smiles because you don't see them so often. So like when the mask comes off, you're like, oh, never mind. We got to put that oh, yeah. on. And- yeah, that's true. That's true. People think yeah. I have good teeth. Well, you know, what's funny. Uh, <laughs> if you think about it, I mean, this mask thing is going to be, it'll plague us forever as law enforcement because it, we have now normalized gloves and masks. Right. And even, yep. even when, you know, the yeah. pandemic is over, you're going to see someone walking into a store and how dare a proprietor say, sir, please take that or ma'am, please take that mask off and those gloves off because it, it looks odd yeah. because I feel like we're going to move toward this whole thing where it's like, okay, well, Hey, maybe COVID's over. But like when flu season's around, we're asking people to be respectful and responsible like they are like, you know, in Asian countries and wear, wear a mask as a good person. Right. And we've already seen it a ton of times. Like, you know, we'll be investigating something and nine times out of 10, it's like, oh, the guy has a mask on, a hoodie, 
and a skull cap and you can, you know, maybe he's got an eye patch and you only got one eye to use and he's using <laughs> right. a stolen car. So it's like, if you don't catch him, then that's it. And then, yeah. and then you're not allowed to chase people. So, you know, right. yeah, 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 that's true. Now, now like, well, it used to be um, like hoods became normal, right? So it's like, everyone's wearing a hood. Um, fine. They're wearing hoods, but this is, makes it tough to identify people. Now everyone's wearing a mask and it's, you're impolite to tell them to take their mask off. Right. Even when things become normal, it's going to be like, hey, we don't need a mask anymore. And be like, how dare you, sir? Like, right. my, I have bronchitis. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, like, people are going to be like, I need this. And then now you're in an open carry state, right? So it's cool to have hood, mask, gloves, and gun. The only thing that separates you from Adam <laughs> is the guy who says, can I please have all that money? That's the only <laughs> right. That's a problem, right. man. That's yeah. a real damn problem. Well, especially here, we're we're in Indiana, in Northwest Indiana, so we're like twenty five minutes from downtown Chicago, but we're on the Indiana side, and you know, in Indiana, you can carry a gun. Everybody has a gun. Is whether it you open whether, carry there or concealed, concealed. But okay. I I feel like you can open. You can open. You nobody nobody open carries. Dude, cowboys do, bro. Okay. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe in Southern or uh, somewhere past Indianapolis, but I've never, I have never run across, I shouldn't say never, but I, I very, very seldom run Most across. Most people can seal, but it's, it's really not that weird if it's open. Though. It's not like, my, my ooh, favorite like is, nobody makes a thing of it. My favorite okay. is the guy that's wearing sweatpants with a, a, a holster clipped to his sweatpants and it's yeah. pulling his, he's got a 45, like a full size 45 <laughs> right. pulling his sweatpants down. But, there's, a, there's a part of me that. And you're like, come on, man, it's Walmart. Every time I see that, like there is a part of me inside that goes like foot pursuit, foot pursuit, foot pursuit. Like I want that. Cause I want to yeah. chase the guy who's grabbing his like flopping mm-hmm. around. I'm not yeah. just, uh, we never get to talk about this stuff on our show. So I'll just, it's, it's fun to be able to talk about it a little bit. Yeah. You see that and you just go, I wish you would run. I wish you would run. <laughs> it would be like in Mario Kart, like when you spin out and all your coins like fly everywhere. Yeah, and shit. Yeah. That's what it's just like stuff goes every direction. You're, you're <laughs> like, this is my moment. Yeah, it's great. You just scoop them all up and you throw a banana peel in front of them and tackle them. <laughs> it's amazing. Throw a red shell at them. Absolutely. Actually, when I was watching or when I was listening to that episode we were just talking about with the mask, I was playing Mario Kart. So we're really going full circle here. You <laughs> you guys just didn't know that. Which which version? Uh, the newest one. Eight, I think, on the oh, on the sorry. Switch. I'm sure yeah. it's cool. I'm sure it's cool. I'm a 64 purist. Well, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, yeah. I'm a super purist, but but – Super Nintendo is where I fell in love with Mario Kart. 64 is where I was like, I'll, I'll marry you forever. Yes. yes. Mario 64 is, that's it. So, Mario so I was at my cool. girlfriend's house and she had the original Nintendo for the longest time. So 8-bit? every time I would, yeah. Okay. Like the so original wait, one. Were you, were you, were you even, when, when it came out? I mean, it, I was it already not been alive. out before. Yeah. Okay. Just yeah. I was not alive. She was though. She got a brand new. She's a little older than me. Um, so that's what we played for the longest time. We played Mario. She didn't have two, so we played three. And I'm I'm king at Tetris, so that's what, all we would play like when I was there. Oh, nice. And then yeah, for Christmas she got her daughter the Switch, and that's like it's revolutionized gaming in that house. Let me tell you. So it's the best, I don't really, game, it's the best game ever, like that and Goldeneye or whatever. I, mm-hmm. Goldeneye is tight, but but I heard uh, you guys talking on your show about like how good Goldeneye was, but you guys were like for real good. I was just like, I like to play it. And my older brother played it and let me do it sometimes. You guys were like, I think it was you, a couple episodes that you guys were talking about like, oh, if you stand behind this wall, you get hit by the blast, even though you're not in that room and just. My show? I think so. No, nah, it wasn't me. It wasn't you? I, I've told you before 
that uh, me and my friends used to put cardboard on the actual screen and do the four-way split. Two guys would be laying on the floor and two guys would be sitting Maybe on the chair so you it. couldn't see uh, all four quadrants at one right, time. So you because, couldn't uh, screen watch. Yeah. That's, that's, prob- that's, that's probably it. I thought <laughs> it was yours, yeah. No, but uh, RBI baseball all day for me. If I mm. do get the game, it's RBI baseball or it's uh, the original Tyson's Punch-Out. Oh, yeah. I'm a yeah. bad mofo at Tyson. I um, really? Oh, yeah. The first game system that I remember having, or I think it was my sister's, was Super Nintendo. And then I remember there was a Simpsons game on it. I played the shit out of it. I wasn't very good at it, but I For definitely super, played it. Wow. Yeah. I, th- I want to say, yeah. And then um, there was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game on it that I was in. And then the first game that I owned personally, or first system, was the Genesis. And then that's where I got into like Mortal Kombat and things like that. Shinobi. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those are, those are the days. I don't get to Sonic, play video yeah. games anymore. Echo the no. Dolphin. Oh yeah, I remember that one. Or um, I think it was '64 with the uh, the Wave Runner game. You remember that one? Oh, dude, Wave Race. Yeah, that's. Oh it. my god, that's yeah. not that you want to, dude. That's like how Dave says he's good. <laughs> wave Race is my thing, dude. I only had like <laughs> I only had like four games, and Wave Race was one of them. For real, that's I love that. Yeah, it was the best. What did you just say, Dave? You said you said something that oh that you don't play video games anymore. I don't either. Um, I just bought Civilization Six, which is probably the nerdiest game that you could own. Mm-hmm. It's literally like you're building a civilization. Like that's all the game is. But it'll, I mean, that'll eat hours and hours of my day if I let it. So in when my son was born in 2005, I still had my dog at the time and I was on a schedule. Uh, I worked Wednesday through Saturday, 7 PM to 2 AM. That was my shift. So mm-hmm. I got an extra hour a day to take care of maintenance of dog. And but he was a brand new baby. So I would come home at 2 AM. I, I would wheel his bassinet out to the living room and I would play, I think world at war, like the first call of duty that like you, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the first one, but it was the first one I played where, um, you know, I was playing with people all over the world. And yeah. especially at that time of night, I was playing with people in foreign countries who were awake and right. then other guys from my PD. And I would lose, I mean, it'd be 10 o'clock in the morning. I'd be holding my baby. I'd be rocking him to sleep while playing this video game. And yeah, I would lose eight to 10 hours a day daily. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just had a baby and my wife worked an opposite schedule. So eventually when my mom or her mom would come over, I'd hand the baby over and go to bed and <laughs> repeat the same thing every <laughs> right. night, seven days a week. So, uh, I had my time. I probably am completely burnt out for life on playing video games. Right. Don't need to play it anymore. And nope. when you, when you were talking about like golden eye and putting the, the cardboard dividers up, that was me and like the original halo. That's what we would do. Like me and my buddies, we would just get together for a full weekend, just split screen it and then go crazy. And then once we learned how to like do land networks and like have two games across the, the house, that was, that was another big thing. But I, People ask me all the time, like, hey, man, you want to go play Call of Duty? Like, no, not really. Not That's not really my scene anymore. So we, we've we done 20 minutes on Falcons and video games. That's good. <laughs> Which is, we uh, don't normally talk video games, so you got a lot out of us. Yeah, yeah that's pretty good. Um, but I think now's a good time to intro you guys, so that's cool. All right. Um, so joining me are Dave and Ben from the Hey My Man podcast. Um, I'll let you guys kind of introduce yourselves 20 minutes later. Um, we'll start with Dave, and then we'll go to Ben, and we'll go from there. I'm Dave. Uh, I This is my, well, it's now mine and Ben podcast, but back in 2011, I started this podcast actually um, while I was at a 
Haida initiative and you know, there's a lot of time to burn on surveillance and downtime when we were, you know, sitting off and, and didn't have any real responsibility, just waiting for things to happen. Myself and another guy who I was doing the podcast with at that time would record on a, on a, you know, handheld audio recorder. And we were talking about all kinds of different stuff from like movies and things like that, just specifically TV movies, the wire. Uh, we would talk about the, how crazy diehard was and, you know, what Bruce, what would really happen to Bruce Willis when he got back to his PD or, you know, his ass would be in a ringer. Like it wouldn't go down the way, you know? And, um, so years later I scrapped all those. There was like 20 episodes. I scrapped all those and I started over from scratch, same name of the podcast, same guy and some other people. And, uh, around 35 episodes into that, this rendition of the podcast, Ben, who was a police officer in another jurisdiction who I had no idea who he was. Most of our audience, because was other police officers, we would just tell other cops like, Hey, we're cops and we do a podcast and it would just get people to listen, you know, something to listen to mm -hmm. on midnight right. and laugh about. And um, so the podcast was very different before it was specific about movies, about TV. And over time, uh, once Ben came into the picture, the podcast completely changed gears and is a almost like a, a weekly diary of our lives. Um, but I would compare it. Mo it's like we, I, I'm very obsessive and I get crazy and I'm super grumpy. And so it's me complaining about my neighbors and uh, my kids baseball coach and, you know, everything that goes on in my life outside of work. We've mm -hmm. never up until this podcast right now. Uh, openly talked about being police officers or law enforcement. We don't talk about politics and it's not because we're ashamed or that we, you know, anything like that. It's just that we want to be able to do something else and decompress mm -hmm. and we want other people to be able to focus on other stuff. You know, it's like they'll say when a man comes home, you should give him like 10 minutes to transition into being home until you start talking to him. You know, you come home, you need to unwind and get into the other zone. And so us, it's like, Hey, we're still police officers and we want to other police officers to listen to our show. And I think if you listen close enough and you are a police officer, you'd realize right away. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't think it's important to put it for us. Every, there's other people like, doing it like you. So, yeah. You know yeah, what I like mean? You don't need to put it like in, in your face kind of thing. Well, the thing is, is there's just not that much room. I mean, you, you're, you're getting all the good guests and you're doing your thing. And so, um, we hadn't even started talking or, you know, pushing the podcast toward law enforcement people until I started the unit to back page. And mm -hmm. that's really what happened is, is I started making t-shirts and stickers and things like that. And it kind of was taken off a little bit. And then I was making memes. And the whole reason I did that was just to draw eventually to draw attention my idea was, hey, get a bunch of cops on board and then slowly let them know or, you know, get them involved in the podcast. So that's really and, it, you know, over time, I've definitely gone away from making memes and doing stuff like that just because, again, that space is just overrun. There's no good ideas left, you know. Right. Yeah. That's sort of my story. Yeah. And I feel like as far as the memes go, especially recently, like there's waves I've noticed. And there's just like new meme pages coming out every day. And it's like, all right, I can only make the same meme again and again and again. So I definitely understand what you're saying as far as that's concerned. Yeah. So on the face of it, like I said, this we don't do a police podcast, but mm -hmm. we're police officers who do a podcast. And so it's been very difficult to try to break into this whole new um, 
demographic because we tell people, hey, we're police officers that do a podcast, but we don't do a podcast about police work. Right. You know, and for you, you know, we, we see, I see the, the interaction you get and people are like, wow, this guy talks about being the police and he talks to police officers about policing and things we can all, you know, understand. But I like in our podcast to like, for people who aren't police officers, well, it's like, it's like, you know, remember how, uh, when you're in school and you had a teacher in your mind, in your mind, the teacher went home, sat in a corner and and, 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 <laughs> and didn't do anything. Yeah. You know, used coffee flavored mouthwash until they returned to, to school the next day. <laughs> right. And you're like, and then when you saw that teacher outside of school, like you ran into him with your parents at a restaurant, like, whoa, dude, this is, I, I, I don't know about that. It doesn't make me, it makes me feel odd. I hate the term humanize the badge. I hate it. Other people mm-hmm. like it. You know, I don't disparage people from using it. I'm, I, I don't like it because I feel like it's like, it's pointing out that people should understand that we're humans. And if you don't already understand it, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not here right. to try to, I'm not try here to try to convince you that you should understand that people are people. You know, when a, when a police or when a, when a doctor makes a mistake, we don't, I'm going to go over the same thing everyone's already talking about. You know, we, we don't hate all doctors. Mm-hmm. So I don't humanize the doc. So I like, I like the idea that we are police officers that have something else. And and I've been a police officer for 20 years. And I'll tell you this, the most important thing I learned is you got to have extracurricular friends and extracurricular interest outside of law enforcement, because it will burn you to the ground. Period. Yeah. Yeah, that's a hundred percent, man. Everyone says that. And you are living proof of that. Like that's, that's, you you get a guy with thirty years on. They all they all say that shit. The only people that don't say that are the brand new guys with five and under that are like like I'm out here ripping and running and like that's cool, dude. That's great. We need those people. It's a bell curve, right? But everyone with any time on, they all say anybody involved in any wellness, any like stress relief for law enforcement, they all say the same. You have to have outside interest besides cops because your whole identity gets wrapped up in being a cop. And then what happens? You get in trouble or you, or, or you just do your 20, 30 and then you stop being a cop. And now who are you? You don't know. You know, you know, you like superhero movies or whatever, like you guys do, right. And, and you know, you're a cop and that's it. And then you're in real trouble, right? I think somewhere around 2010, and I, maybe seven, there was this push in the industry to become professionals and call us professionals. And this is a profession. And I remember being young in law enforcement at the end of that, like that old guard, like the very end of it coming to my generation. And so you're still influenced by those people and the ones that still hang around to this day that have like the 30 or 40 years that are still around, they have this different way of thinking. And it's like, oh, this is a lifestyle. And, you know, it's it's not a, about being professional. And I don't care about commas or colons and reports. We're out mm-hmm. there doing that. We're out there arresting bad guys. Yeah. And unfortunately, these two worlds met, right? So people are calling for professionalism and these other people are holding back and going like professionalism. Nah, this is a way of life. Like I wear an FOP shirt every day of the week, whether I'm, you know, I'm wearing an FOP undershirt. And really the problem is, is that you have like these older guys going, Hey, these millennials, they don't understand. They never had a real job. This is their first job. And they come right out of college and, you know, they don't know anything about the world. And then these young guys who the millennial people are looking at these guys like, Hey, we're in this situation where the people hate us and the laws are being made and things are changing because of the way you guys did police work for so long. Yeah, with, there, with, is, there is that dichotomy, right? Like I, I, I got 10 years on, right? So I do a lot of 
I do a lot of that phrase right now. People go like, yeah, back in the day, we used to pop them on the head and drop them off in Gary or Chicago or whatever. And we're like, yeah, I bet that was great. And you know what? You're right. That was effective. That did fix the problem. However, thanks to you, now I have to wear a body cam because right. you guys did things yeah, the way you did. Yeah. Now I have to wear them. I would love to just go out there and be as professional as I can. Everybody goes, everybody makes mistakes. But that world doesn't exist because you guys did. You guys lived under an, uh, an assumption of like, we know what we're doing. F everybody else. Like you guys don't understand. So like they would do their, their old school way. And by the way, the baby gets thrown out with the bathwater because that old school way, while it's we view it as primitive sometimes now, guess what? It did get results. It literally did. However, mm-hmm. there was collateral stuff and it looks terrible on camera. And it's a lot of it is just terrible. So, yeah. well, the, so the, we're the po- stuck like taking out their trash. Well, you also had back then the media was boosters for law enforcement, you know, as a whole, more than definitely more than there is now. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, back then nobody and nobody was complaining to police departments because they would get nothing for it. So they would just take what they got and they take their medicine, you know, and it'd be <laughs> like, hey, you can. And they just they'd have to deal with it. I know this is this is probably an unpopular thing to to hear for some people, but the fact is is the mistakes of the last generation are causing the situation in this generation. And really, for sure, police, police officers, whether you're you know at the end of your career, the middle of your career, beginning of your career, if you're a police officer now, you just need to understand that you know those those things they don't fly today. They, and most right. of them probably yeah. shouldn't have flown before, but they, they weren't things that we did. And the same way that we're like, you'll hear a lot of cops go like, we shouldn't be blamed for some cop that did something somewhere else. It's not all police officers. You know that it is. And that's unfortunately how people look at it and, and whether or not they're going to be mad at all doctors when one doctor makes a mistake or not. We're just in the situation we're in. And it's like you can't fight city hall. So everybody that has the opportunity and the privilege to wear the badge should every single day realize that it is a, a privilege and act as if, you know what I mean? Because all it takes is one mistake and, you know, we're back to where we were in the summertime or, you know, where we're going to, where we no doubt will be at some point here in the near future. I'm sure. Hey, yeah. so, so do you see why we don't often have guests on our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> No, this is good. This is good. I feel so I mean, horrible. It's your show, and it's like, oh, thirty minutes later, you asked us a question. <laughs> this no, is, that's this is that's not why we don't have guests. It's not because we don't like having guests. It's just that in our experience, there's only so much oxygen in the room. So I'm gonna try my best to just please answer answer as asked. Yes. <laughs> no, you guys are doing fine. I like the discussion. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So Ben, um, yeah, go ahead. Introduce yourself. And, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm Ben. Um, I, uh, I got on the PD uh, a little bit later in life. I didn't become a cop till I was 30, which changes things for um, a lot of reasons, but that's a story for a different day. So I got on and I think, dude, I had like a year or two on. I probably had two years on and, and we had briefing like most PDs do. We're sitting in briefing and I heard somebody, uh, I, I grew up loving uh, terrestrial radio specifically. Uh, I was a huge Adam Carolla fan. I listened to a guy in Chicago who he's a douchebag, but he entertained me. Uh, a guy named Man Cow, like Howard Stern. These guys, like I liked them, right? So I loved radio. I went to school for radio broadcasting before mm-hmm. I became a police. Okay. And I heard that um, people were doing a, a local podcast. And for someone who had a radio background and now police, 
I heard that and I was just like, oh my God, that's awesome. And they said, yeah, these guys are cops, but they don't talk about cops stuff, but they do a podcast. So I started listening immediately because I'd never heard anything local. And even, I think even national people might know the, the, the brand Three Floyds Brewing, right? Three Floyds is kind of um, a bigger name. It, you know, they've made their way national. So these guys did an episode. They talked about going to Three Floyds Brewing. And I was like, well, dude, that's like a mile from me. It was cool. I'd never heard growing up in the Chicago suburbs, everything was 20 minutes away, 15 minutes mm-hmm. away. If you ever lived near any big city, it's like you relate to that big city, but you're not in there. Well, yeah. I'd never heard anybody talk about stuff in my own backyard. And I was like blown away. I was like, oh, that's awesome. That's so cool. Um, so I started listening and there was a three-man show. It was Dave, Nick, and a guy named Steve. And uh, three or four episodes in, Steve left. And they said, hey, it's only two of us. Um, and they threw it out there. They said something like, hey, if anybody ever wanted to be on a podcast or whatever, just just mentioning it, I was immediately like, dude, I'm bred for this. This is my thing. So I emailed him. I'd never met Dave, didn't know him from anybody, despite living 15 minutes away from him. Um, so I went to the show. Uh, I remember bringing a six pack of beer thinking that's what podcasters did. I thought we were supposed to get drunk and talk on a mic. Nobody else brought beer. No, only only a few of my episodes do that. To this day, uh, I continue to do that. So (laughs) that's my style, right? So, so I show up, uh, it's me, Dave and Nick, and it's, it's a little bit awkward and nervous, but I, but I instantly like, there's not a lot of things I do well. There's really very small. I feel like I'm a really good dad and I feel like I talk. Right, those are the two things that, like, no matter what, I got. Yes, I'm a police officer. Hopefully, I do that well. But honestly, <laughs> right. that's because of my training, not because of my gift. Right? It went well, and then three or four episodes. I don't know, Dave. Dave could probably chime in. It was less than ten episodes. That that guy, Nick, the other guy, was sort of just like, hey, I think maybe like, I don't know his exact take on it, but the idea that I got was sort of, uh, I think you guys are good. Like I'm, so he just kind of stopped and then Dave and I took off and it's been 170, 180 episodes or 200 episodes since. Um, but it is nice. And I would echo what Dave said. Yes, we are police officers and picture starting a picture this dude, you start a podcast, you love to talk, you're a police officer, you have ideas, you have thoughts. Then Michael Brown happens. Mm -hmm. Step four, you don't mention it. Right. Right. You do a show and it just doesn't come up. So then we learned a we learned a serious discipline from that because it's like, all right, you should mention it, but dude, you know, you don't want to get in trouble, right? Like that's our thing. Like we don't want to get in trouble. We don't want to speak for a PD. There's really we don't see a big uh, upside to speaking on some of these things, so we don't. Um, and plus, they're not funny. And our big thing is like, if it doesn't make you think, if it doesn't make you laugh, I don't want to talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. So these things keep happening in culture, and so we have to rely on. We can't talk about pop culture too much we can't talk about like politics which is absurd in and of itself right yeah because we'll do it there's something major will happen uh and we will just we won't even speak to it at all and so we other other people already understand that we don't do that but to us we laugh because we're like hey you know being responsible shouldn't we shouldn't we chime in on this and then we just sort of laugh at it laugh to each other and go nah it's crazy dude because we will do a news segment that week and it would be like here's what happened in the news and we won't mention trayvon martin right not not out of disrespect not because we don't care but just there's going to be blowback and also that shit is serious man there's jokes to be made but those hacky jokes are made by every late night show i'll leave that to kimmel and trevor noah and all them like let them do that. So what we rely on then is what happened to you this week. 
and and over five, six, seven, eight years, you start to cultivate and craft this sense of I don't want to get all hippy dippy on you, right? But if you're talking about like mindfulness or meditation, mm-hmm. it's about being in the moment. So there's many times during the week something will happen where before I would have just gone like, ah, it's just me, I'm I'm goofy and whatever, like no big deal. Now I'll stop and I'll write it down. I'll go, that was funny. Like last week. I was starving and I had to go grocery shopping. And this is a quick story. But I got this big ass taco from my favorite place. Dave says I'm a pussy for only eating one of them. But the taco was like four bucks. It's a monster, right? So I'm eating this monster taco, but I pull into the grocery grocery store parking lot and I go to chow down on this and I look over and this, there's this woman parked next to me just sitting there, not getting out of her car. Well, I don't want to look like an animal and like like fork and knife this big taco in my face. So I'm looking over and I'm start getting mad at her like, hey, could you pull out so I can do my like business, right? I wanted to, I wanted to feed my face like, a, like an animal. She wouldn't. She looks at me. She starts eating something. And I'm like, dude, what? So I start eating and then she looks at me and it's this weird like who's going to quit being disgusting first. <laughs> so I back out. I go three parking spaces down and I park and I eat a little far away in my car like a disgusting pig. And, 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 and I only tell that story because, like, the old me would have just been like, yeah, that's something you did. But but now I do a podcast, so I go, wait, write it down. It's actually kind of weird. Yeah. And you, you stumble a, across a bunch of things like that. So You're mining some nuggets of comedy along the way for sure. Yeah. That's why yeah. Dave refers to it, and I refer to it a lot as, like, Curb Your Enthusiasm, but the audio version. Because a lot of Curb Your Enthusi- Curb Enthusiasm is one of our, our combined favorite shows ever. And it's so good because you just get those little bits from daily life, right? There's this other element that um, I'm as neurotic as they come. I'm obsessed as they come. I get I get fixed in on something and I can't I can't forget about it. Listen, he really ben, is. It's ben, true. ben was saying <laughs> Ben was saying, uh, and I've been thinking about it since he said it a minute ago. That I called him. That I said he was a pussy because he ate one taco. Yeah, My argument did. was this: No man ever buys one taco. You well, buy three. Right. That's they the way it goes. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. not if it weighs like two pounds, dude. Okay, it hold matter. on. So, so I wanted to chime in on this. I'm glad you brought it up because I listened to the podcast yesterday and this, this story came up and I was <laughs> – every time I listen to your podcast, I'm like talking to you guys, but you can't respond. So I'm glad yeah. you brought it up. Hey, you call us anytime, by the way, dude. <laughs> Perfect. Um, well, I, I like the fact that you laughed at my uh, my Borat thing. So I, I was like, all right, I'm good. Um, <laughs> this is nice. <laughs> so I Googled the taco shop that you were talking about and I Googled that specific taco because you named it. Did you find, like, did you find, uh, uh, what, what, what do they call it? El Jefe tacos in Highland, Indiana? Yes. This well, I don't know if it was really there, but yeah. So I Googled, all I did, I typed in, uh, what was it called? Like the, Boss uh, Hog taco. Yes. At, yes. Okay. El Jefe tacos. Well now right. boss man tacos. Cause the, right. So right. that's what I typed in. I typed in boss hog, Indiana taco. Yeah, that's what came up. So one, I did. So I can almost give you credit for only getting one. If you need a fork to eat the taco, there's some shit happening. Like something's going on, bro. Yeah, so there, I will eat three just to show you, dude. I, I (laughs) do. First of all, I'm jealous because they're amazing. But it's got an onion ring, coleslaw, pulled pork. I don't get me wrong. I could eat two, three. No, I could do it. But I was about to go shopping. By the way, I'm trying not to be a disgusting pig. I'm trying to lose weight. So I th- I said one's going to tide me over. 
It's not a street taco, dude. Right. And might I add, when I listened to that, I was fasting for blood work. So it was really driving me crazy. (laughs) I can't believe believe you looked that taco up, dude. I did. That's that's how hungry it made me. You're the best. That's awesome. (laughs) Thank God you were fasting for blood work when my mom went to the Jewish deli and made made Ben come over and uh, try a, a, a bit of every single Jewish food known to man. Hey, what was that chicken liver pate stuff? Chicken livers. But don't they have like a Jewish name for In it? In a pate. Like, like I'm chicken. Sure. Hey, chicken. Like, <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> you got to no. say it like uh, Billy Crystal. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry, I man. Know. I just looked at the clock and I was like, dude, 40 minutes in and they just introduced themselves. No, no. <laughs> this, is the pro- this is the problem we have, bro. I'll be honest with you. We've done a couple of guests and been on other shows. And it, this is how it goes. I'm sorry. No, no, that's fine. I think I think next time we'll do each of you individually, and, and we might be good. I think I suggested that, but don't don't divide and conquer. You did, you did, and I was like, no, I'll get you both on. It'll be yeah. fine. Uh-huh. Well, no. you know what? You just we do a couple parts if that's what's got to be. Dude, it's funny because uh, I haven't missed one of your episodes yet. It's like you have this like. Law, you're building this long illustrious uh, list of of law enforcement who. Uh, who's who, and then there's us smack dab in the middle. How do these guys fit into anything? Yeah, no, no, it's good. And you know what? I'll tell you, know, you why, and I'll do 20 minutes. Why don't you let him show? Won't be able to fill it in. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> no, well, ho- put a pin in that. Um, no, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> I've, I've, I've started. I've stole that, and I've used it in in my normal like waking life. But the reason I want you guys on is because like I kind of appreciate to the point of almost emulation sometimes of like the escapism from work and like not thinking about work. Cause you know, since the meme page and since the podcast, it has like work has kind of been just around me and yeah, I can still separate myself from it, but I appreciate what you guys do. And I was telling someone to check out your podcast today and they're like, well, I don't really like podcasts. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. I was like, (laughs) but but they like mine. So I'm like, well, this is like a cop podcast, but it's not a pop co- pod, uh, pop podcast. Cop podcast. We've been referred uh, to as a podcast. It's cool, bro. Yeah. So, <laughs> but no, it's like I, I said it when I called into your show. Like I said, it's kind of like one of those like old like 1990s sitcoms where it's like the dads and they hang out and they bitch about yeah. their kids and their you know whatever and their their significant others and whatever. And I like that and I appreciate that. So that's why I want you guys on. And, you know, it doesn't we don't have to be like unboxing the inner workings of police work. That's that's irrelevant. there was a point when I would tell my wife, my wife, there's a point when I would tell her, I would go, hey, it cost me 15 bucks to go buy a six pack or whatever, 10 bucks a week to go and unburden. And I talk and I I I do whatever with Dave for a week, Um, which is just talking. Which is just talking, by the yeah. way. Unless, unless yeah. you know, unless we go camping. But, but the point is this: I was like, it's so much cheaper than therapy, and it's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I ended up going to therapy anyways. But, but still, like it, it is seriously a weight event. And even yeah. sometimes before we turn the mics on, we do the work bullshit for thirty minutes, and then for an hour after. Yeah. But it is super important to have. I don't have enough non-cop friends, and I don't know that Dave does either. But for that hour, we do non-cop stuff. Right. Well, I, I don't have any friends, but I will say that uh, it is an, it, <laughs> it's important to uh, to for me and Ben to – what's interesting, I guess I should say, is, is 
we we don't talk between episodes. So Ben's living his life and and I'm living my life. And, you know, we both have kids and we both have busy careers. And up until I don't know, a month ago, our schedules were completely different. You know, he rotated. I was, I've been on straight days. So it's just been catch as catch can. And a lot of times for us, it's like, hey, can you podcast on this day? No. How about this day? Okay, yeah. And so we have a week that goes by where we haven't spoken and I have no idea what he's bringing to the table. So it used to be that I would say, hey, give, send me a list of stuff you might want to talk about and I'll send you a list. And it, it, I feel like it just went by the wayside once we got comfortable with each other mm-hmm. and just like, hey, we're just going to make it happen. Like I'm going to tell a story and you're just going to jump in where you need to. And, you know, the other I also was I'm a radio broadcast dropout. So this was um, this is this is the perfect side gig for me and him. You know, it just worked mm-hmm. out. And like this is a, my this is my second love. The radio thing. I actually went to school for communications, and I too had to drop out. So that's kind of that's so crazy, part. man. Yeah, yeah. And I've no, and so I've done that. I've done the music thing in the past, and when I stopped doing both of those things, I kind of lost that creative outlet. And I didn't really notice that I needed that until I started doing the podcast. And I remember making the first couple episodes and when I was showing them and like the feedback I was getting back and just the like sense of accomplishment for doing it every week, I was like, that was the void. And then, like you said, Ben, about like it being a release and like talking and just whatever. I mean, you're absolutely right. And I would also say that by interviewing everybody, these people every week, it's actually made my interview skills on the street that much better. Cause now like, okay, especially, yeah. Cause like right now when I started out, I would like write out my questions, but now everything's just been conversational and it's made me a better listener and I can kind of, you know, go with it and everything. So there's just so many different avenues of. Well, I, I can tell you one of the greatest compliments I've gotten from the, from the people who I've reached out to and have found the podcast through the unit to back pages. A lot of people will say, um, it's like when you're in the squad room or you're, if you have, if you're partnered up or whatever, mm-hmm. these are the conversations that if you're in the detective bureau, you and your partner are talking about when you're going from this place to that place, or you're sitting around the office. Um, and it, it's just a, it's human conversation. And a lot yeah. of times when you're at yeah. the police station or you're in a uniform, you're either ta- talking down a call you were just on complaining about a guy that, you know, a, a, a frequent flyer that's now calling in about something else or complain, you know, worried about what's going to happen in the administration or with movement in the department. Uh, but there's these times in between where like you're on midnights and you've run out of like gossip between squad car about what's going on in the PD. And you're just like, dude, oh my God, my kid's softball coach, what an asshole. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I mean? And I feel like that's where you could just kind of like unbuckle your belt Al Bundy style and sit back and just go like, this guy's a human. I'm a human. My wife's, you know, the biggest one is everybody who's a police officer. I can't speak for women, but for men, if you're married or if you have a girlfriend, and again, I've been married 21 years and still to this day, my wife does not understand that. Unfortunately, in some scenarios, police work comes first. So if I have to stay over or a call happens and it's like, Hey, I know I was supposed to be someplace. I end up getting in an argument and defending the police department, which 90% of the time I'm here, you know, going like uh, complaining like everybody else, but when duty calls, duty calls. And it's, so it's very hard outside the other stuff that goes on with law enforcement people uh, in their marriages and, you know, everything, all these other extracurriculars. 
mm-hmm. just speaking to the work, um, it's very hard because even at, even 20 years down the road, I'm still facing the same thing. It's like, why can't someone else take that call? Why can't someone else go to that meeting? Why can't someone else re, you know work this weekend or change their schedule or, or whatever the case? So uh, for most of us, that's never going to change. Just letting you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And we were just talking before we went on about the complaints and grievances episode. And you were saying like, you know, the issues and everything that we were complaining about is, is kind of just permeates the profession. Yeah. Yeah. It it definitely makes sense. And, but, you know, just to kind of circle back, so to speak on uh, the whole topic, you know, just having a healthy relief or release of non-work stress is nice because, you know, the worst part, like we do squad nights every once in a while, we'll go out to a bar, we'll go out to dinner or whatever. And the first, I don't know, until the alcohol really kicks in is just shop talk. And I'm just like, can we talk about something other than workplace drama or like, you know, even after, even after that's the thing. Like like we have, we call it shift parties. Like every three three months, everyone, the way it works is every three months, everyone has the same night off because we're all in mids or whatever. And, uh, it is, it is. We all talk about like, Oh, that shithead that got away and this and that. And it's like, man, well, I think the point of this was to not do that. It's so hard. I don't think until we've talked about it on the show, I don't know that, I've truly appreciated as much that, think, that, um, that Dave and I do this for that reason anyways, because that's, it's necessary, man. What Dave? Like, like being in the detective bureau is different because I've been in there so long at this point. I, I feel like if you're going to have police friends, the best thing to do is have police friends that don't work in your agency. Mm. And the way, the, the way our County is set up is we have, it's basically, it could be one giant Metro area. There's just these small, you know, little communities that are so close yeah. to one another. Um, it's nice because you could talk to a guy from another PD that has no stake in anything right. you say. He can't burn you. It's not going to, I mean, he could go back and tell somebody, but I find that, you know, it's fine to be friends with people in law enforcement. Uh, but for me, uh, being a detective, I know a lot of the detectives from all these other agencies and stuff. So I find a lot of camaraderie in, in, in that, you know, in, in law enforcement from other agencies, because you just, at the end of the day, you just go like, well, well, there's no reason to complain about the PD because they don't work here. Plus, you also get in that – you know how like when you have that – the uh, the gump that hangs out in your group of friends and it's it's okay for you to make fun of them, but like you, no one else can make fun of them? Yeah. You sort of like – you sort of go like how my dad was growing up. up. Well, growing up, my dad used to always be like, hey, nothing leaves this house. Whatever is said in this house, it better not hit the streets. Yeah, yeah, my dad was that way. And, and so you feel like going out, you know, with guys from other agencies, it's like, they really don't want to hear you bitch about what's going on. Unless you got some real good juice. Yeah. They don't want to hear the, the, you know, the regular bitching and moaning. Cause it's like, well, I got that at my PD, man. What else right. you got? Right. Cause they're not going to care that your Tammy is doing something or right. whatever, you know, whatever yeah. you're, yeah. mother. Yeah. So how does that change then if you have time on, right? Like, so like Dave, like you, if you're in the, you're in the bureau or whatever, you got time on. And things don't move the needle as much, right? Like, say you have three years on, you're excited about every call, every dude, like you're looking for every guy and you remember every domestic or whatever. But if things don't move the needle, I was talking to a guy at work and we've been looking for this murder suspect for a while, for a month or two, it seemed like, you know, and this guy got brought in and I talked to him in the morning. I said, Hey man, like what's going on? What do you got going on today? He's like, Oh, they grabbed that guy. So I'm going to interview him. But he said it so laissez faire. Mm -hmm. And I had that, 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 realization of i was like he doesn't seem like he's moving the needle on this like to me i'd be like dude i got that guy it's a big 
I caught the murder suspect. I'm pumped. Like, worth the newspaper. Get my picture, bro. Yeah, right? Yeah, but he yeah. was very much – because because you could tell he'd been in that saddle for a minute. And it right. was it was a bit of a – well, we'll see how the interview goes. And we'll I, see right. how the prosecutor so, thinks about that, his testimony. He uh-huh. had a, a more of a foresight. Right. And, and that, what you just said is great because, so I just made a pretty good drug case not too long ago. And I was, I was more the, the three year super excited guy. I was like, Oh man, I can't believe we got this, whatever. Yeah. The prosecutor and the charges got dropped. I was like, well then what did I get so excited for? Yeah. And it's like, and so that's, so now the next time I get one, I'll be like, yeah, who cares? Isn't that a killer well, in this, in this industry? Yeah. It's I think, killer. I think for me, um, I'm, I'm a, we have such a, you know, a small department that I do everything. I mean, I could, if a murder yeah. comes in, it's me. If a mailbox gets knocked out and needs to be investigated, it's me and everything in between. Mine's a little, uh, a little bigger. Yeah. So you have different detectives that do different things, but uh, also being attached to like major crime, I'm attached to major crime. So uh, I think the thing that gets me excited or keeps me excited about it is whenever something comes in, that's not, it's not a straightforward case when you can be a little creative with the investigation, like some things that most people would lay down and be like, oh, we're not going to investigate that. That's that's below us or, you know, that's not interesting. Or I like to I like because I run the uh, the countywide detective meeting and I know all these guys. I like to see who I can lean on from federal agencies, uh, having worked at a task force. I know a lot of people and other even local detectives and saying, hey, let's let's work together. And see if we could put something really cool together, whether it be international. And I've told you before, hey, I would love to get a case that we could hook up uh, down in, all the way from Florida up here to Indiana. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I encourage anybody to get a hold. If you got anything up here, we can make it happen. And that's what's exciting to me is saying, hey, I'm working on a case right now that, you know, um, I'm dealing with with Canadian uh, uh, B.C., so it takes something bigger for you. For so for me, like I go out to a bar and I see a chicken. I'm like, oh, it's going down, right? But for you, you're like Halsey's. <laughs> Halsey's got to walk in and start singing. Um, <laughs> I think I think the uh, one of the one of the things that I, I talked to these guys earlier about, um, you know, the task force life tends to it could burn you out. It could kill you because if you go to a task force and you're in a good task force and exciting things happen, and then you come back to you know law enforcement answering. You know, I hate to say routine yeah, calls, yeah. No, I get but it. it's like, it's like, it's like having the volume at 10 and coming back and it's no, of no fault of anybody's. And it's like, you're focused on this and you're running a gun and nonstop. And then all of a sudden it's like, Hey, you know, you want me to answer what kind of call? And um, not that I'm above it. I just say like that could mess with somebody. It's, it's like what Ben said. It takes more to move the needle. Yeah, it definitely yeah. does. You just become numb. It's like, a, well, you know, obviously if you move departments. If you go to like the bureau, then you say you go back to patrol. You're like, I just don't care unless there's like blood. Yeah. And even then, like, well, whose blood is it? You know, like you start, that's how, that's like how you're wired. I think. Unfortunately, I I am. yeah, you go too far and there's no, there's no coming back. Right. I mean, right now, I mean, I'm, I'm double time in with, I work crime scene and I work narcotics. So when they call me out for crime scene and it's, there's no body or there's no blood or something, I'm like, why'd you call me? Like, mm-hmm. this is. This is nothing. There needs to be some kind You're of like I'll, dust, like I'll put PR and, dust. And, and, yeah, exactly. And I hate to say I feel bad <laughs> for you, but you know, for for having six years on, it's like, man, you got a long road to hope. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. No, that's, that's, look, that's solid experience, though, dude. He's going to use every bit. Of oh it. no, I, I no, I'm just saying, like, when I sort of like feel now that I got to the quasi finish line, meaning I could, you know, 
I now have, I'm secured. I can make my own decision. You know, a lot of people get into like 16, 15 years and they start complaining and they're like, yeah, but I got five more years before I can secure and lock down that pension. So I'm, I'm sort of stuck here. And Dude, I don't know that, I don't know that they do that in any other industry, which is, it's weird because you start counting downtime, like pr- like you're in prison. Oh yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. oh, I got oh, one of those rings where I'm pulling I, off every week. You only I do got, two days, dog. The day you come, <laughs> come out, baby. That's right. I know people that have countdowns on their phones for when oh, they retire. Hey, Almost so, every so single guy I know has that. That that brings me to an interesting question, man. And after this, I swear to God, I'll give you the mic. Um, I've been asking a bunch of people, and this is a bigger audience, so I'm more interested in the answer. Um, what do you think is a good amount of time? Like, if you're chief of wherever you're at, if you're chief and you have the merit, the you know the the, the pixie dust and you can make things happen. What is the ideal time that someone should do patrol before you move them on? Like say you got, you got infinite positions, right? Who are you asking me? Oh, I'm asking Charlie. So I'm saying like, cause I've asked you before Dave, like say uh, you're in patrol. What is the amount of time before? Cause the, to me, there's a, there's a time when you're burnt up and you shouldn't be in patrol or yeah, you should switch think- the style up. And there's a time that you need to be there to pay your dues. What do you think that sweet spot the, is? So what I think, I think five years is a good minimum. Agreed. I think, I at, think least, five, at least. Yeah. Yeah. I think in any, in any position, that should be the goal. That should be the sweet spot is five years. So if you're five years patrol and then you want to go do street crimes, five years. If you want to do canine, well, canine is a little different because that depends on how old the dog gets. Yeah, but. yeah. But that's, I feel like five years is a good time to like really get your feet in, get your roots and then get out in time before you get tired of it. But what about how many times you do patrol and you're doing a good job, but how long have you been doing that before you go? I think you're going to lose steam and momentum and maybe you don't need to be in patrol anymore. Like if you could pull somebody, well, how many years do you pull them? Well, what do you mean? Like at, at how many years of service do you pull a guy? Uh-huh. From patrol. Say, do you want a guy doing 25 years straight patrol? Oh, okay. Car? No, no. That's, yeah, because How then you're going to get people. Before that guy's yeah. ruined. It depends on what opportunities are available, but I think right. five years is a good a good yeah. time to jump uh, where people start getting burnt out. But I would well, I'm tell- not talking about what amount of time. I'm not talking about the minimum to where you should seek greener pastures. I'm talking about how many years in a beat car before you go, this guy might be a liability. Let's find something. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I get what you're saying. So like, cause we always say complacency kills. So how, sure. how long do we give it until yep. that person is too complacent? I'd, I'd go maybe a few years past that, like maybe seven years. And then you got, yeah, a little bit more than five, but not, not too long. So that way, like, here's the thing. If you got somebody and he loves working days or he likes working at a specific place and he's just good at it. Cool. Why am I, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But Mm. if you start noticing that this is a guy that is literally just collecting his paycheck every day or every week and, and he's just getting by to the point where he is a liability. Yeah. Then it's time, I think to cycle him out and figure out, you know, what else he could be doing or should be doing. That's I think, I think, you know, when they sit you down, which they should, you know, your commander or whoever, and they ask you, you know, yearly, like, where do you see yourself in X amount of years? And if a guy says, well, you know, I want to be a canine, if he's a patrol guy and he says, I want to be a canine handler, evidence tech, uh, you know, I want to go to, to, uh, you know, a HIDA or, you know, some sort of initiative, I would say, you know, 
your goal is to be the master of what you do now. A lot of people are have this mindset where they're like, oh, I want to have all these experiences and opportunities. And they aren't, they, they never mastered the one before. And that's, that, I think that, that's the issue is a lot of times with these, I mean, let's be honest, a lot of people don't want to be police anymore. So the people you do have, I think these agencies want to keep people happy. And the way to keep people happy is by giving them things. And then once you start giving people things, you know, you got a new guy who's got a year on, and you're giving them a new car. Yeah. And it's like, if you don't think at a year and a half, the guy's going to go cool with that new car. What's next? Tinted windows. And then once you give them tinted windows, it's like, Hey, can I get, uh, you know, this training or that training, or I want to be on the SWAT team. And it gets hard to say no. You know, right. I remember hard to, like, please him. Yeah. I remember when I was, I asked my father-in-law to marry my wife and he's like, Hey, you already, yeah, you already, well. you already, you already messed up. You've been spoiling her. And it's too late for you. And and, and yeah. you you yeah. don't know now unless you've listened to podcasts. Restaurants. She orders my food for me at restaurants because yeah. I set the pace for this. So, um, if you come in, and this is this is not me patting myself on the back, but I, I feel like if you ask Uncle Denny, he'll tell you the same thing. If you, if any good police officer, whether you have it at your house or you have an office, you should have a library. You should be going out and getting, you know, looking into this stuff and doing stuff on your off time. This is a craft. You know, this, this, is this is not a normal job. You want to be the master of your craft. You got to go out there and put in the extra time. You know, you, you get that year or whatever it is, uh, once a year, two hours of defensive tactics that the, you know, the state mandates, um, that is to basically show you, Hey, there's some cool moves out there and inspire those instructors. Their job is to inspire you to go off on your own. Right. And do jujitsu and, you know, taekwondo, karate, whatever it is, boxing, on your own time, just like, you know, you, you shoot at a couple paper, paper targets because the state says you have to a couple times a year. The instructor should also be encouraging you and making it to where you want to go out there and you want to know your, your AR and you want to know how to, you know, transition and do this and that on your off time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. I think a lot of people are just, they got their hand out and uh, that's, that's just the culture these days. A lot of times, you know, before it was like, you were afraid to ask for something. If someone, unless they told you you were getting it, you felt like an idiot. If you came that's up with Dave saying, get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> that's that um, so that's my, that's my five cents. Yeah. What are you, what are you drinking for St. Paddy's day there, Chuck? I, I just got, it's, it's super hard. I got some uh, monster. Oh monster. my God. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I had a Guinness earlier though. I went yeah. actually. I had a Guinness, and then before that, I had a Smith Smithix. Had a Smithix. I did. I did. I uh, I was reminiscing about my trip to Dublin, dude. I heard Ireland. you talking about that. Have the drunks at my bar been pronouncing it incorrectly? They call it Smithix. No, that's 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 right. So the only thing that they don't you went to the motherland and you still got it wrong. I did. I did. <laughs> Listen, they they made fun of me for saying the W. As long as you don't say the W, you're fine. All right, yeah, yeah. I'll so, ask my buddy Marcus. He's hardcore. Yeah. All right, you shush now. Okay. So I'm sorry. Your monologue's done. <laughs> no, ten minutes later. How do you feel about policing? All right, I got a beer joke. All right. So, but we are going to transition to the newlywed game. So basically, this was an idea birthed it by Dave, um, but we're going to flip it. So you guys obviously – so the one thing I noticed when I listened to you guys' podcast, and I asked Dave this a little while ago, I was like, you know, it sounds like you guys have known each other since like kindergarten, 
Like you guys Ooh. just drive so well, lots of chemistry. And then he said that you guys don't talk when you guys are off the air That's and which is just crazy. So we're going to see how well, you know, your podcast partner. So I asked Ben, I think it's 10 questions. Oh man. And it's going to be, you asked me, how, you, you're going to ask me. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to put it out there and you're going to answer what these things are for Dave. And then Dave is going to, well, Dave is going to answer and we'll see if that matches your answers. Just for the listeners. If you gave me homework, uh, my dog ate it. Okay. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Dave. What is your favorite beer type? Uh, I would say a um, coffee stout. Okay, and Ben, what did you say? Oh, what for did him. what did I say? What? Yeah, what was your answer for that? Yeah, for I mean, the only time I have offered him beer that he took it was a coffee <laughs> stout in the past like year. Every <laughs> once in a while, he'll do whiskey. He'll do whiskey okay. or a coffee stout. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dave, what is your favorite junk food snack? Uh, I would say currently probably uh, pita chips and um, what's that shit I dip it in? What's the uh, sand stuff, Ben? Hummus? Hummus. Hummus and pita chips. The sand stuff? That's yeah. wildly offensive. <laughs> <laughs> That's offensive I mean, it's to like to arguably your own people. I mean, it is gritty. I'll give him yeah. that. All right, yeah. uh, Ben, what did you say? For his favorite snack? Yeah. You want me to tell you right now? I mean, he already told me the answer. I would think oh. his... Well, snack. yeah. What, I don't know well, if he went down. Hold on a oh, second. Did you, did you think that Ben, you gave Ben something he was supposed to have read? <laughs> <laughs> I tried to I said, tell you my said, dog ate it. I said, I said, Ben, I said... These are the questions. Come up with answers that you think would be for Dave. Yeah. And then I'm Do you have those questions you. in front of you, Ben? I think I sent them to you. <laughs> oh, what an idiot. What an idiot. Yeah, no, no, no. no I, I got it, dude. I'm all okay. over it. I'm okay. all over so, it. So, okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll scrap the junk food question. <laughs> all right. So while he's... I thought I sent right. you my answers. No, you didn't. All right. Okay. So, so you got the list, right? Yep. All right. So I'm going to ask... Dave, the next question. So you got to have your answer for him already in your mind. <laughs> you got it. All right. See, and that's why I was going to say, have you send them to me? So that way I know you, you're not just like saying, oh, yeah, that's what I said. Well, yeah. All right. Yeah. My answer will right. be better than his. Wait till you hear me say it. <laughs> okay. Dave, <laughs> what is your least favorite Borat quote? My wife. Ben. That's crazy because it should be. Isn't this? Because that's no. the one that I don't use the most out of respect for you. Now, <laughs> I can't stand when people do impressions. And unfortunately, was, yeah, I, I, got, I, got, I got hooked up with this guy who, you know, loves to do impressions. <laughs> <laughs> They're so good, especially okay. mine. Dave, if you could spend the day with one dead person, who would it be? Oh, man. Ben's dad. Are you serious? Yeah. Who'd you think? I said your dad. I was no. saying your dad. I spent, dude, I spent, oh shit, 30 some odd years with that dude. I've never you know met your bullshit is you got like a last moment with your dad. You got like, hey, clock's ticking. Let's get some nitty gritty questions down, which by the way, I'm still envious of. And, and kudos to you. And I'm sure it was painful, but you got that time. Most people don't get that time. Like, hey, uh, you may have a week left. Let's, I got some serious Q&A. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I just figured you fucked up your questions and you wanted to ask them more. No, I, uh, I pick your dad because I want to know what the F. 
<laughs> my dad would have been like no bread was not playing when i had sex with his mom uh just kidding it was three dog night and it was filthy uh dave what is your favorite thing to do after a long day at work complain without a doubt i actually for for between complain and uh come home and uh, yell at my children. That's the first thing I do every <laughs> single day, routinely. I find something that they've done wrong, not my daughter, my son, uh, and I chastise him, and then uh, then I complain. He's like a bad drill instructor. Like, his kids are well-behaved, and they do the right thing. But you know how, like, when they're like, you know how, like, in Band of Brothers, when that dude from Friends, David Schwimmer's, like, he's like, find a demerit, find something, like, and, and get it wrong. Like Dave's kids, like yeah, we got straight A's, and like we made you lock some bagels. He's like, you fucked up the cream cheese dish. <laughs> you're, sp- you're supposed to provide what you thought. Right. I, yeah, yeah, I was just giving my thoughts on yours. Yeah, so uh, what, I, what I thought would uh, bad cable TV. Like and? you'd watch like Bar Rescue. That's like your thing. <laughs> I don't do really? that anymore. Oh, yeah. Like, let me find like the worst show no, on TV. That's 90 Day Fiance. And watch that. Even though I pay for HBO, let me watch garbage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave. What is. Oh, this is a good one. What is your favorite 80s movie? Oh, Robocop. Ben said. Oh, man. Robocop? Really, dude? Because that movie is awesome. But I figured you like Weird Science because that movie sucks. It doesn't suck. Well, it's bad. It's bad. Ben, ben also, for the record, for anybody who ever gets <laughs> in a position where they they are following us and have to choose Team Ben or Team Dave, he also believes Young Guns is a terrible movie. So, I mean, that's oh, the kind of person Young we're Guns dealing with. Young Guns is cool if you were 16 in 1986. Otherwise, it's garbage. <laughs> dude, dude, watch that movie now. And then here, here's what I do. Dude, dude, here's what you do. Watch that movie right now and then ask yourself, where did they get the blow dryer? <laughs> and that's all you and after that just enjoy the movie pretend i'm not there and they're sitting next right. to you going, and that kind of goes back to your guy's point where it's like do you like these movies because of the nostalgia that comes with it or because they're good movies and yeah, i've been re-watching a lot of old movies and i'm like <laughs> what was i thinking dude like, i used to love gleaming the cube i bet it's bad <laughs> but I love that movie. It's uh-huh. Christmas later, like hitting a half pipe, dude. It wasn't like that. You know when they when when, when they when they aired it on television, it was called a Brothers Justice. Just for anybody <laughs> who wanted to know that. But anyway, let's let's go on. All right, uh, Dave. If you could see one band that you've never seen in their uh, seen before in their prime, who would it be? Ooh, man, in their prime, I would have to say Fugazi. Okay, okay, and Ben said. Hardcore, I went with Gigi Allen, of course. <laughs> no, hell no. I'd be of nowhere course, near that. Dude. No, no, no. I, dude, you if, know, if Guns N' Roses is ever going to throw a poop at you when you're off duty, you want it to be that guy. <laughs> you know, I actually, <laughs> I actually, um, he's from, he's a Jersey band, boy. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So, yeah. When I, I was playing my band, we, we were on a tour that like I booked and it was only for like a week. And we played with the same band. Like we weren't touring with this band. They just happened to play the same gigs we did. And they were from West Virginia. They were teachers. How does that work? So, I mean, I, it was. They just happened. Just, oh, all right, yeah. It just, yeah, it just happened. And we were, we were all openers for it. Like, um, but anyway, they were teachers in West Virginia. And they, they pulled the whole Gigi Allen bit. They were peeing and pooping. and Get out. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> It was terrible and... But man, the French horn section. 
<laughs> you, yeah, were like, yeah. you were like, Dad, I wasn't planning on beating off on stage at all. <laughs> but now. <laughs> I got I to gotta switch it up now. Yeah. That's crazy. You're like, I pooped yeah. in this bag, and now it turns out this boo-boo is going to get thrown at the crowd. <laughs> right. Boo-boo in this bag. That's the new. Uh... Full circle, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Now, the last two questions, I switched it up on you. Dave, what is Ben's favorite potato chip type? Oh, uh, oh! I should know that. I should know this. I would say uh, I'm just gonna go with a Dorito, a standard. No, Cool Ranch, Cool Ranch Doritos. Dude, Ben, Cool Ranch is super good, dude. But my favorite is uh, probably dill pickle chips. I would, really? ne- I would never stop till they're all gone. You white trash son of a bitch. I know, dude. I know. I know. It's disgusting, dude. Dill pickle plus like other garbage you want to put in my mouth it's my favorite i'll keep that in mind yeah I, salt uh, and vinegar too i was gonna say dill pickles not far off from salt and vinegar so i'll do both of them like yeah. scoop me up on have, have gonna... you had uh have you had the voodoo chips uh what is that brand that makes those those southern zappos ones? i think zappos no i have not but i hear they're That's... good yeah, for like the salt and vinegar kind of like you know what I was watching like was a uh, Hot Ones with Dustin Poirier, uh-huh. and he was talking about the Zappas, like the chips, and those you have to go into like a real bodegas around here. You have to go into like you have to go into like garbage gas stations to find those. So I'll yeah. look for them. See, for us, they were only in, in like the super shady like uh, gas stations, and now they're just everywhere. Every well, months. I made a stupid life bet that nobody cares about but me. Dave doesn't care about it. My family continuously tells me, just eat chips. You're being stupid. But I said on Christmas Eve, I won't eat another chip until Christmas Eve. And then when Christmas Eve comes, by the way, it's going to be full-on Christmas in my house because I'm going (laughs) to eat every chip in the whole world. So I said I'd go a year without chips. And so far, I'm like, what, three months in? And it sucks, dude. It's the worst. Mm -hmm. That's all I like doing is drinking beer and eating chips. Yeah, they perfect pair. All right, last one of the uh, the newlywed game here. Uh, Dave, how does Ben take his coffee? Anally. That's true. He's definitely a, like a, macchi- a caramel macchiato guy. Definitely not straight black. Are you right on that? real, bro? Are you serious right now? I've, I've, never, I've never had coffee. Dave, your mic's on right now. Do you know that? Yeah, you know your mic's recording you. Oh, I said Why I said butt chug out loud. You've ever said online right now. I don't know how do you take your coffee, bro. I drink my coffee however black you drink it. I drink it twice as black. That's impossible. Mine is <laughs> mine is so black. If you sprinkled salt on it, it'd look like deep space. Dude, don't I do it. Coffee so don't black. Don't do it. Don't do it. I think that Bernie Mac was was in my cup. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Does that mean I did it? I don't yeah, know. That, was, that was good. That was Dude, good. no. No, listen. Good coffee, black, no problem. Bad coffee, all right, you got to doctor it up. Like my wife drinks shit. It's like the Pulp Fiction. It's like, my wife, I, buy, I buy good coffee. My wife drinks shit. Uh, my wife makes Folgers. That, my wife. Okay, I put a little bit of fucking like sugar or whatever in it. But good coffee? Nah, dude. Black is the day it was born, baby. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. How dare wrap- you, Dave? Unbelievable. <laughs> You're, you're offended by this. So we're going yeah, to do an abbreviated uh, signal three to end up the uh, episode <laughs> here. Just do the last little bit of these questions and we'll get you guys out of here. Uh, again, thank you guys for joining me and check out the Hey My Man podcast for more of these two. And their, uh, Thank you for having us. And might I say that your monologues to start the show 
are to beat the band, brother. Thank you. Really, like a lot of shows, even like professional, like 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 you beat the shit out like Bill Maher, Joe Rogan, like Mark Marin. Your oh, monologues at the beginnings dude. are super Carol Burnett. quality. <laughs> Carol Burnett, dude. Uh, yeah. If if uh, who's the guy that played Archie Bunker? If that guy was still around, yeah. Carol O'Connor. Carol O'Connor. No, seriously though, like your startups to the show are are arguably my favorite part of the show. They go to eleven, Thank bro. You. I really really like them. Yeah, I and really they're hard to do, and I respect them. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And here I am thinking that no one listens to those parts. They just skip to the interview. So nope. All right, here we go. The last little bits of the uh, questions. We'll start with, and both of you guys can answer. We'll start with Ben first. Um, what is your dream vacation destination? Hawaii. Dave. Oh man, I don't like to go on planes or drive anywhere. So I would say probably home. <laughs> <laughs> His basement. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go with my home. All right. <laughs> um. Let's see. What is your go-to day off drink? Uh, I just drink coffee all the time without any breaks. So coffee. All coffee, uh, no breaks. Yes, my, no breaks. My, my day off is similar to my day on. It's Wild Rose Brewing Company, whatever they have. Wild Wild Rose, is that local? Yep. Yes. Very nice. Um, let's see. What is your favorite movie? Oh, buddy. Jesus Christ. Right now – as of right now, today it's Fargo. Okay. <clears throat> Die Hard. Okay. Part one. Good one. All right. Uh, what's your no? Okay. Well, be, uh, Dave, what is your favorite cop movie? Ooh, sorry, it's going to take me a minute. Uh, there's there's so many terrible ones out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, not the one that everybody likes with the two guys who like give each other high fives. Um, it's probably going to be, I'm just going to go with RoboCop best cop. Okay. Movie. Okay. That's fine. Um, yeah, I, I, I get, I get what you're going with that. Um, all right, Ben, what was your high school mascot? The governors. It was a governor. The governors. Yeah. Yeah. Like Evan um, by in, in, in a school <laughs> where nobody knew who the governor was. <laughs> if, if our mascot would have been called the father's, it would have been 50 50. <laughs> <laughs> Dave? Yes. Oh, my mascot was yeah. a, an indigenous person. If we could, if we, that's what we're calling it now. <laughs> you can't even say it. It's the best. I got this far. I don't, if we haven't been canceled yeah. by now, I'm not going to let it go out on the. the Dave was cool with, with the red faces. That's what he was. <laughs> oh, no. Dave, what is your favorite donut flavor? Oh, peanuts. I like the one with the peanut uh, peanut crumbles on it. Oh, I don't think I've had one of those. That's, are you mm. serious? Yes. Good. I'm glad you're around. You can eat whatever's left in the box. <laughs> ben, what's yours? Uh, cake donut, preferably with chocolate frosting, if not just cake donut. Just the plain cake, right? Actually, no, no, no. Honorable mention, sour cream and monster donut. Okay. See, I still haven't had a sour cream donut. Dude, you'll never go back. Really? Yeah. I'm going to have to wait for the next cheat day for that. All right. So this one, I'm going to switch it up for you guys. It's, it it would be, you know, what's your hype song, what's your walk on song, but I'm switching it up. We'll do, you know what? I'll do, I'll do a double header. So what would be your hype song? We'll go with Dave first. Uh, If it was me, if I could redo by bar mitzvah again, it would be uh, uh, thunderstruck by (laughs) thunderstruck. Uh, the Manny Pacquiao walk-in ACDC theme song. If I was going back to uh, fifth grade, it'd be Stone Cold's theme song. Okay. 
I don't have any other important things that have happened to me besides fifth grade and my bar mitzvah. Okay. And Ben? Okay. There's two different songs? No, I'm an idiot. Just one? Yes. Uh, Around the Fur by Neftones. Okay. So here's the the doubleheader with this one. What would be your go-to karaoke song? Mm. Oh, man. That's rough. Dude, that fluctuates. You go first. Because the easy, the layup is sublime. Yeah, but it, it's okay. super fished out, and then everybody's done it, so it's a layup. Uh, but you get a few extra beers in me. We start playing the weekend. Who knows what happens? I oh, feel God, like, like the only way in hell you're getting me to do karaoke is if I'm blind drunk, and the only thing I can do is either something by Aerosmith or something by Red Hot Chili Peppers, where I just go, "Give it up, give it up, David Lee Roth. I don't know. I want to live in a world where Dave is so drunk he does karaoke, and I'm going on like seven or eight years. I've never seen it. I've gotten so drunk that he wouldn't publish the episode we yes, did absolutely really? there's several episodes where he's like i'm just not airing that you're a fucking idiot <laughs> and i i got you know i get it i understand it but uh dude to get you so drunk to do karaoke god that's like that's what i want for christmas <laughs> he will give up all the chips in the world for that just for christmas do so much whiskey let me drive i'll be cool no you Let's won't do it yeah I will, dude. <laughs> i'll get an uber okay mm-hmm. all right um Ben, what is the what is your favorite police unit you've been a part of? Oh man, you know what? Um, I really, really, really take a lot of pride and enjoy training the new guys. I love being an FTO. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Um, by the end of those four weeks, you spend four weeks with a guy. Uh, by the end of the, those four weeks, I can't wait to get the car to myself. Mm-hmm. Like I'm dying to get that person out of my car. But for three, three and a half weeks. It is so rewarding. I love it, man. I love going to a call with a guy. You go to a call and there's two or three guys that you've trained and they're all kind of powerful. Okay, what do we do? What do we do? And they're looking at you. And I don't have a lot of time. I got 10 years, right? But like there'd be times when everyone's looking at me and I realize, oh my God, I've trained half the people I'm looking at or three quarters. You know what I mean? And that is, I don't say that to like, no one thinks I'm cool. No one thinks cops are cool, period. If you listen to this, you guys have all done it. So you're not impressed. But but training new guys is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So, yeah. What about you, Dave? I know you've got uh, more uh, more options on this. Uh... Yeah, I'm probably going to say um, the first four years of being a canine handler. Okay. <laughs> How long were you a canine? Just, for- uh, just over five. Okay. And my my dog ended up getting uh, sick, so uh, and then, and I took another opportunity. So when I went to the task force, but um, just because of the camaraderie of the other guys from other agencies and being able to train, and, and uh, that was like the first look I got outside of my department to actually you know do other stuff in other cities and, and things like that. So mm-hmm. very cool. All right, uh, Dave, what was your childhood dream job? Oh man, I wanted to be a radio. I wanted to be Steve Dahl. Jonathan Brandmeier, you know, a terrestrial radio super jock, Howard Stern. Okay. What about you, Ben? Yeah, it's very similar, man. I wanted to be like the the next man cow, but not okay. him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, Ben. It, who's your favorite Looney Tune? Oh, uh, my God. You know what? They're all so good. Um I'm going to say Yosemite Sam because the ones he's in are my favorite. Okay. 
that that's fair. Bugs is the obvious, the best yeah. one. Mm-hmm. But Yosemite Sam has the most quote. Him and Daffy have the most quotable moments. Yep. All right, Dave. I'm switching it up for you. Who's your favorite Muppet? Oh, why didn't I get that one? Animal. <laughs> or, or or Doctor? Is it Doctor Tooth? Animal. He's never seen Muppets, dude. What are you talking about? Animal. Animal. Not Muppet Babies, bro. Regular Muppets. Animal. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave. Um, describe your significant other in one word. <laughs> <laughs> kind. <laughs> or correct. <laughs> what about Ben? Uh, oh, in one, in oh one I, that. I thought you asked me to describe him. In a word. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, in one word, uh, my significant other is uh, a beautiful. Okay. Very nice. Only surpassed by her virtue. Very nice. Um, <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Uh, I, I couldn't do it. So, <laughs> Ben, uh, if you could share a meal with one person dead or alive that you'd never met, who would it be and what would you order? Oh, my God. Dead or alive, dude? Yeah. Um, you better be my dad, dude. <laughs> No, because I pretty much, by based on who you are, I know who he was. I think, <laughs> um, I think I pretty much got that figured out. Man, oh man, that is... wait, whose whose dad was the one that would wear the Harley Davidson t shirt? Me, everywhere. That's okay, Dave's okay, dad for sure. Yeah, um, I, I think I know Dave's dad too. Then <laughs> anybody dead or alive, and I can have a meal with them. Yeah, I would want to have pizza with Kurt Cobain. Okay. Yep. That's it. And I would just be like, what's up? And he would say something sarcastic, and I'd be like, hell yeah, dude. Go do that <laughs> shit. That was it. And that, it wouldn't be a lot of talking. Nice. Dave, what is the best piece of advice anyone ever gave you? Mm. You've got, what is it? You've got two ears, so uh, listen twice as much as you speak. Two ears, one mouth. Listen twice as much as you speak. I don't do that, but it seems like... Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> it sounded good at the time. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Ben? Uh, I just feel like I want to change my answer to so do Geng- I. to Genghis Khan. <laughs> I want to eat some. I want to eat something off one of his uh, conquered foes' skulls. So yeah, yeah. Kirk, Kirk Cobain's sweet too, but it, fucking Genghis Khan. All right. The question of what am I getting now? Um, best piece of advice. Oh man. Um, always assume the person you're talking to knows something that you do not. Okay, that's a good one. That's Jordan right. Peterson, but it's good. Okay. It, let's see. Late at night, you've—I think I know this answer. Late at night, <laughs> watch whatever sweatpants. What is the snack you are snacking on, dude? I'm smashing chips, bro. Always, <laughs> always. Yeah. I, I have, dude. In eight months, I'm gonna video it. I'm gonna like rub them on my body. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the last question for both of you. We'll start with Dave. If you were stuck in a foxhole, who would you want to be trapped with to help you get out? Mm. Chuck Norris, bro. Yeah. Even now, at 90 years old, Chuck Norris. And uh, Ben? Oh, I want Jocko Willink by me. And we're going to kill Dave and, Ch- and Chuck. <laughs> I, I guarantee that's, no, that's you that for sure. you guys even Jocko would tell you that Chuck Norris would, would crest and kick his ass. He would do that to people light and respectful, and then he would kill you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. That concludes Signal 3 and the episode. I really I appreciate you guys' time. Um why don't you guys like end it with like a plug of all your Tell them where to find us, Dave. Yeah. You can find us uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts, the Hey My Man podcast or Hey My Man podcast, whichever you like. Uh, like I said, on any platform, 
you could find us and they're the same name on Instagram. We also have a Facebook page where we encourage, that's where everybody basically can talk long, long form. So if you listen to an episode and you want to comment on it, check out uh, friends of the Heyman band Facebook page. Charlie, thanks so much for having us, man. I'm a big fan of your show. I think you're awesome at what you do. I appreciate your time. Thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, Dave as well. Thank you. And oh, thank you. I, I've definitely said it in the intro to this episode, but uh, you guys definitely helped me. Dave more specifically because I only just now started talking to Ben. But oh, uh, I know. Um, definitely helped me get this whole thing started, and I really appreciate it. So all that being said, I feel like this will be, like you said, a multi-part episode, and we'll have to do something later. Yeah, uh, I, thought, I thought you meant you'll have to edit it and put it out in two segments. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. You got to get more focused. Like, All right. Topic, you know I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'll be more focused next time. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. All right, later. Be safe, bro. then i'm back once again thank you to dave and ben for hanging out with me it was a great time enjoyed talking to him and uh who knows maybe we'll talk to him again if you don't already please check out the hey my man podcast it's available almost everywhere my show is found except for maybe like two resources but trust me you'll be able to find it very easily also check out the unit to back instagram page dave is the admin for that as well he's got some really cool punk punk rock inspired cop merch and it's top-notch. I love it. Um, I've got a bunch of his stickers. My favorite is the uh, Descendants-inspired Defendants design. It's really cool. It's got uh, Milo in an in a orange jumpsuit. And, of course, his famous Proactive Policing is Not a Crime sticker in shirt design. Also one of my favorites. I like wearing it when, uh, when I'm out doing uh, hood rat shit with my friends. Uh, so definitely check it out. I'm not going to do a code four check today due to the fact that the interview is a little longer than usual. So I'm just going to wrap up the interview. Whoever is checking me out for the first time, please. Well, first off, thank you for being here, but please go back and check out all my other episodes. I'm confident you'll find something you'll enjoy. Maybe something you're uh, interested in. Maybe something you'll find funny. Maybe you'll learn something. I don't know, but there's plenty for you to check out. 24 other episodes. I'm sure you will dig it. Um, Now, the music today, I told Dave I was going to keep it eclectic uh, because he is such a stickler for tunes. So I figured, I I think I did a good job at least. We started the episode with Come Go With Me by the Delb Vikings, which was inspired by Dave and Ben's discussion about American graffiti. Uh, Then it was Boxcar by the Ataris because Dave is an old punk head. Uh, I probably should have done something like the Misfits or Agnostic Front or something like that, but I didn't. I kind of went with the, well, the the words and I, you know, Dave, I've sent him uh, punk music air quotes and uh, he just kind of rolls his eyes at it. So uh, the lyrics, you're not punk and I'm telling everyone, you know, that was for Dave. Uh, Then I put on Blow 
by Kesha because Dave said that Kesha is his musical guilty pleasure, which is just interesting. You know, you got a guy like Dave. Uh, his personality was pretty much out there in the interview, and if you listen to it, you know. But Kesha, you know, he, he gets down to some Kesha. I think that's just crazy. So put that in there. And then we're going to end it with a song called Candy Cigarettes from a band from my hometown in New Jersey, The Gentleman's Club. I actually, uh, back when I was in my band, helped them out. We did some uh, guest vocals on that album. But anyway, long uh, long story for another time. We're going to wrap it up. Check me out next week where we are going to break the internet with Instagram police meme page, not today, IA. You're not going to want to miss that, especially if you already follow that page. And if uh, if not, go check it out. They are also the host of the March Madness meme war that is currently going on. Um, I don't know where we're at in it, but, um, it's always a good time. They also did the, uh, hollow, Hollyo. it's the Halloween meme war that was in October. Uh, I came in like fifth place or something like that, but anyway, you're going to want to miss it. Not going to want to miss it. Excuse me. Good time. Good conversation. And until next time, friends, take care of each other. Stay safe. 10, eight out. I want it back. Next week on The Young and the Restless. My family is in trouble. We need your help. You're holding something back. Spill it now. Ray's going to be okay. We don't know that for sure. He's still unconscious. 